I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, very warm welcome. The Online Dots Live Land is back and it is Monday the 12th and we missed you for a week on Phil Bars and as always joined by Jala Thetan and Jack Gobby Garwood. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we? How are we, everybody? It's a great day, isn't it, Philip? What a day today has been in the United Kingdom. What a day. The greatest day. <laughs> Gob, you're right, love. I'm knackered, mate. <laughs> I've been in the <laughs> pleasure oh. of Her Majesty's National Health Service. Christ. Well, Um, a lot of people noticing the fresh cuts. Yes, we have been um, we've been clipped. <laughs> so nice. A lot of people, it lot is of people so noticed. Nice. Um, again, just want to welcome you all along. It's been a, it's been ten days without you or so, but it's been it's been great. Plenty of darts to talk about. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well, everyone. We are only ten subs away from the eight k mark. We are getting close, but a very warm welcome to you all. Make sure you drop us a like. So we show higher in those searches and everything like that. But welcome along. Get involved in the chat room. We won't neglect you if we just um, go 10 minutes or so without talking about the chat room. We will come back to it. Don't worry about that. Um, but, gentlemen, it's been it's been a busy time in darts. We've had just about everything going on. We've had news. We've had live darts dropping. It's a good time, Gob. Yeah, it's been a bit mad for the last couple of weeks to be honest um 
Premier League back. We've got the live league going from strength to strength. Uh, we've got big news that's dropped that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, it almost feels like we're back to normal. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, PDC releasing more dates as well. Normality is certainly on the horizon. I'll tell you the one thing for me was like I, everyone was talking about the events in the uh, the World Series. Obviously, got the World Grand Prix coming back in October. But then you, you look at it and think, okay, so the World Series starts, you know, the finals will happen in October. We then potentially have got the European Championship the following weekend. We'll then have the, the start of the Grand Slam the next weekend going on to the Slam. And then it will be the Players' Championship finals. That is what the back end of 2021 should be like. It should be the back end of every year. We get to start talking about loads of tournaments happening all together once again. I'm so, so happy. Oh, 100%. Can't, can't wait. So I suppose we'll start in chronological order. Um, let's just um, get the right piece up. Um, before a dart was even thrown in the Premier League, gentlemen, there was some huge news from Milton Keynes that this man, the current world champion and world number one, would not be a participant due to failing a COVID test that he wasn't over happy with, shall we say, but was still obviously <laughs> not allowed to play. But the, the news <laughs> That's that understatement. The tournament. Yeah, the, the, the news rocked the tournament though. Yeah, it did, and you you, you you worry. Sorry, sorry, God, you go, you go first. Well, just 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 a bit. It was just a little bit of a throwaway comment. I think rock the tournament is an understatement. The last thing we expected to wake up to at half past nine on the Monday morning was the news that Gerwin Price would not be taking part. Yeah, I think the thing for me was that I, I, all, all I could, all I'll, I'll give our, our wonderful viewers and listeners a bit of an insight as to how the day went for me on that morning. So I'd had a few drinks the previous day because it was Easter Sunday. It was nice to uh, go over and uh, see uh, some of my bubble. And uh, on the Monday morning, I was just chatting about what the Premier League is going to be like. And I'll be honest with you, I got in the shower when the news broke. Uh, I had a, quite a long shower, came back out, and I saw the best part of 250 notifications on my phone. And I went, oh, dear, what's happened here? What's what's gone on in the chat room? What's gone on here? And then I looked and went, oh dang! As, as Gina Lanetti would say from Brooklyn Nine Nine, I was like, oh dang! So, yeah, it was a it was a sizable shock, I think. And at the time, you're thinking, okay, the the actual lineup for the Premier League doesn't look great. Now we've just lost the world number one and the world champion. This Premier League could, at the time, could be one of the worst. But after the first five nights, I said to say it's not going to be one of the worst. It's definitely going to be one of the tightest is probably the right word. Yeah, look, 100%. But I've got a question here for, for both of you. And forget the protocols for a minute because they're in place and I understand they can't be changed 
because that was the protocol. However, for the first phase, being there was time, or there could have been time to make up the games. Do you think it was a better option to allow him to go home, isolate, and then come back and make his games up before judgment night? No. That Probably not. Me because no. Wade got put in over. It's because of the risk that if somebody now returns to phase two and has to withdraw, the entire schedule is gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking the question. Should, should look, I, I, look, it was the, it, it, it was basically not possible. Wade, Gerwin Price stays in the Premier League this year. The PDC would have banned it. We've already spoken at length on numerous times about the commercial viability, shall we say, of players in the field and perhaps players that weren't selected in the field initially. They've just lost the world number one. They've just lost the world champion. They've just lost the man that they're effectively pinning their hopes on to give darts a new look. We've seen him bloody everywhere. Soccer AM and all sorts, which for those not watching is a is an English football Saturday morning show. He has been absolutely everywhere and he has been revered by many of the audiences. And it's been a new dawn, if you like, for the way that people are presenting dark players. They've just lost that in the biggest exhibition roadie road star road show you've possibly got on the calendar. If there was a way that Gerwin Price played in this event following that positive test, they would have found it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it was no, impossible. No. It was, it was, just, it was just impossible. Sorry, people, it was just in purely impossible for him to try to keep up and try and get up to speed with it. Because if you play five nights here, let's say if you only have the four games tonight, you've then got to try and make up those games. I don't know whether he would have made it up in time for Judgment Night. I don't. Is the honest answer? I don't know. Um, so I don't know if it was physically possible for him to do so without having to play three games potentially on one night. I I just don't think that it was it was possible for the PDC to do that. Everyone knew the protocol. Everyone knew what was going to happen. And it was just unfortunate that it is the world number one, that it is going price, that it's just one of those things. And uh, it, it, it's, it, it, look, it, is the tournament poor without him? 100%. No question. If it was any anybody else, you talk about, MVG, right, maybe last year, if this has been the case for him. Uh, Gando, may not necessarily, but if you if you lose a world champion and world number one for an event, of course the event is poorer without him. But I don't think that people were worried about that once the first event happened. Because I remember coming on with you, Gob, on the Premier League Daily uh, on the, after day one and thinking it was actually not a bad night. I think we we come to that conclusion for all five nights. We were pleasantly surprised about the standard and the performances we've seen from a large proportion of this field. We, we spoke a lot before this Premier League started about how perhaps it wasn't the most exciting. There was a number of players not in form. Nathan Aspinall, Rob Cross, uh, worried about Jose de Souza not settling quick enough, worried about Dimitri van den Berg's knee and, and leg. The only player that you can say has really struggled through this field, and boy, as he struggled, is Glenn Durham. Yeah, we'll, we'll come oh, yeah. on to that. We'll, we'll come on to that in a second. Um, we'll just wrap up Gezi here. 
couple of people in the chat room saying that they saw him um, negative tests at home. Yeah, the, the difference is at the Premier League, it's a proper PCR test where you do nose, throat, it's all sealed, sent off to a lab, and that came back positive. The ones that came back negative were the lateral flow tests that don't crucify me for this if I'm out percentage-wise, but I believe they're only about 70% accurate, gents. Hmm. Is that the... I, I don't know. I think that goes, right, but there's, there's definitely but, discussions yeah, the, the, in the press and everything around here about... Um, yeah, the natural flow ones aren't 100%, but it was a proper PCR test that he failed. But before we come on to night one, a lot of love in the chat room, guys. Thank you very much for us all. They miss us. A lot of people saying it's good to be back. Andrew's back with us as always. Thank you. Missy Mad as always. Reese, chat room absolutely buzzing as always. Jeff, thank you very much. Um, Animated Joker. Gary, thank you all for the love that you're showing. But from there, the news that the champion would not be in will go straight on to night one. And it all kicked off in game one. Potentially, this was billed as a relegation six-pointer before a dart was thrown. And in this match early on, Gob, there were nerves from both players. But in the end, Nathan settled and came up with a big result, and that gave him confidence for the rest of for the other four nights. Yeah, this this match set the tone for both players' campaigns. Like we said, coming into it, it was billed as that relegation six point, if you like, home and away in, in football as a comparison. But yeah, this was an almighty scrap to be put on the shoulders of these two on opening night. They were two of the three favourites to be relegated at the first offer to play each other this early in the tournament really does mean that one of them was up against it and one of them was off and away. And Nathan Aspinall has, has not looked back at all. He has played at least his B game, if not better. He's been in there, he's been dogged, he's scrapped about, he's, he's chucked in 180s, he's gone back to taking out the odd sum plus finish. Um, and the emotion from him as well has been superb. He is one that will be missing the crowd, but is, is finding ways to get himself going. And the last night perhaps was a little bit flat in comparison, but understandable but other than that I think he's given a really really good account of himself over these five days that put him pretty much in a similar situation to him last year in this event yeah 100% and as you can see from the graphic he was the only one that won we went on to draw central on night one after that but Rob Cross is, is starting to look more consistent and the release point is better jar the action looks better and it looks more like the mm. old voltage, which is not. Yeah, look, this is the best I've seen cross play since probably the 2019 European Championship. And I've said that now consistently for the last five days. I think he's looked absolutely superb. As you say, the throw looked good. Um, he's, he's hitting regular, he's, he's hitting maxes a little bit more often than, than what he was before. Uh, certainly, the only, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't wish to talk about it in terms of, uh, we already know a certain pundit who, Got it in the neck from Rob, let's just say, uh, on <laughs> Thursday night. Um, if you've not get, watched get the video, the I'm sure you can find it. Get off the fence. He what? absolutely battered Wayne in an interview afterwards. Yes. So the point that I'm the point that I'm saying is this, and, and Gob, you've talked about it before, haven't you? Every time 
he seems to step back either on that final treble or on that double. He's missing either inside or he's missing low on a treble or he's missing inside on a double. And that's what the only thing that I can think of. Jose de Sousa, let's just talk about this now. The man is an absolute madman. Don't know what the hell he's going to do <laughs> for next in the Premier League, but I'm all for it. Whatever happens next to him, know what I'm he's all for do it. Can't wait. He doesn't even know. No one knows. He's the only person, he's the only person I can see in five days that's hit a nine data, lost with a hundred and whatever it was, mega average, completely miscount, not once, but twice on a nine data. Absolutely bonkers. And he's also been sent a calculator <laughs> as well, and he's still and this still happens. <laughs> he's also yes. actually been sent a calculator to the MK, to, to the Marshall Arena, and this is still happening. I love it. Yeah, Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton, this was a good game. Johnny felt he game should have night. he should have won this game. He felt it was was a point dropped, not a point gained. We'll talk about Peter Wright in a little bit more detail later on, but a good point for Wright in this one, God. Yeah, solid point for for both, I think. Uh, not the easiest game for Clayton as a, as a full-time Premier League participant to come into. Peter Wright, on a bit of an upturn in form after the Super Series has gone back to a straight barrel dart. Um, and it was a really, really good encounter. For me, when these two went at it, after about three legs, we, we're all messing each other as, as we do, looking around and went, here we go, the Premier League started now. Because it was just, it was putting your foot on the accelerator, basically, of what we'd already seen so far that evening. And we're like, this is what we expect, night in, night out, from the top 10 best players in the world in inverted brackets, because we're picked or whatever. Um, and yeah, it just set the tone for the rest of the evening and the rest of the week, I think. Yeah. And this then Game of the night. But... Easy. Game of the night, without a shadow of a doubt. This was a great game to watch. Brilliant. Yeah. Wade Anderson, again, point probably about right. Neither one probably did enough to, to, to win it. Um, one, one of them, and then to be fair, the bottom game MVG against Dimitri Van the Burke. This was an absolute belter of a game. I really enjoyed this. No, game. do you know? Look, it, it, this is the Van den Berg that I expected in the Premier League if his knee was fixed. I didn't think it was, but Van den Berg, we've, we've seen Dimitri on a stage. Look, I, I did the preview about him, and I talked about the fact that ever since I saw him in that world youth final, Barzi. In seventeen, when he played Josh, uh, when he played Josh Payne, was it? Did he play yeah. Payne that year? I think it was that year. Apologies if it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure it was Payne that year. Um, I've been fascinated by him. It, I, I, it is quite ridiculous to me that a man can have that much of a difference when he goes up on stage in comparison to the floor. And yeah, he's come close on a couple of occasions to winning a floor title. But the fact that he's gone and won a match play and the fact that he's now currently second in the table in the Premier League, spoiler alert, if you haven't already looked, then um, it's madness. And Van Gerwen as well. Van Gerwen played all right. I, I, you know, the thing is, and you know the green machine better than most bars. To me, it look, he may, this is the thing like Gary did at certain aspects of the, of the week. MVG made a, a, a big average because he hit over a ton. He made a big average. Look, average to be fair and same with Gary and this is the thing of has the bar been set a little bit too high for him 
don't think it's been. I don't think it's been set high. I think it's something that Phil did back in the day as well, where you think, oh, that was all right, and then you look, it was hundred and three. It was like just didn't feel like it. I think that's happened for for a long, long time. That you just look down, it's just like, oh, that was actually better than what I thought. Nathan said it on night five when he come off and saw he hundred and five. He was gobsmacked because um, he said it just didn't feel like that. But God, before we go into days two, three, and whatever. About Vandenberg, the thing that's most impressed me is his pace has been normal for five days. Yes. Yeah, and it's made him competitive. He's hesitated less. He's stepped back less. He's he's dropped all that faffing about, and he has been solid. He's played the games at good paces, got on with his darts, focused on playing in a rhythm rather than focusing on disrupting opponents' rhythm, and it's benefited his game massively. He's been excellent. Yeah, 100% completely with you. Um, from there, night two, we're not going to go game by game. We're just going to talk about the, the key points. And there was one in game one. Jose missed, was it three or four match starts and threw away a point against Ando? Yes. Yes. And this is the thing about Jose's campaign in the Premier League. There's been a couple of occasions already this time round where he's missed chances to take points. He's missed opportunities to get points on the board. Not necessarily the full two, but at least guarantee himself a point. And I just worry that that might come back to bite him later on in in the week. Because we'll talk about the table in a little bit later, but... Gary's in eighth place on five points. Jose de Sousa's on four. You give an extra point the other way and Jose de Sousa's out of the relegation battle and already in with a shout of, of potentially reaching that top four. That's where things happen. And that's where I still think Jose's game is a little bit away from consistently in that top echelon. Like, don't get me wrong, of course, Grand Slam champion, multiple time winner on the Euro Tour, but he has to be at that consistent level and take his chances if he's going to go on and, and win multiple television titles, win a match play, win a win a um, win a world championship. Still has to improve. Still a long way to go, obviously. But that was a very very crucial two points in the battle in, in the battle to stay up. Yeah, Johnny Clayton convincing against an out of sorts dazzle. We'll touch on him more later. But Clayton convincing Dimitri. Very good performance to beat Nathan Aspinall. We touched on him earlier. I'd won the last four legs in absolute stunning yeah. style to prevent Aspinall getting anything. I thought that was massive. That was absolutely massive. Well, I didn't, but I thought that I had the potential of pushing up. Aspinall was so good the night before and getting off the mark early. And I thought this result had the potential to derail that. It doesn't, or it hasn't. He's recovered well from it. Um, but it also just confirmed that Dimitri is an absolute stage monster. I, I, I'm going to drop yeah. it now. I was going to try and hold it back for a, for a better time later on. But the concern with Dimi has always been that he has absolutely no floor game. And that will get him in trouble. If you're a top 10 player in the world, defending as little as he is, and you are that good on stage, and you are that much of a difference, you don't need a floor game. Because you're in every TV event anyway. And if you're in every TV event anyway, and you're going to make the quarters or better pretty much every time you step set foot on stage because you've just got a ridiculous mentality difference, forget your floor game. Yeah, right, it's nice to tune it up. 
play the odd. The only issue we'll have is qualifying for Euro tours and then mini stages, and it'll go and do bits there as well. I have no doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. Then the game of the night was probably the disappointment of the night. Pierre Wright not well. It came out afterwards. Didn't play well at all. MVG didn't play well, but was just better than than Peter Wright on the night. Plain and simple. Um, nothing really to talk about. And then one that this one surprised me. A very lackluster James Wade job, beating seven three by Rob Cross, and it wasn't a Wadey performance. No, and he put one or two of these in this week as well. Um, there was a lot of talk around James Wade when he first got added to this Premier League lineup. But actually, with the form he was carrying from the UK Open, uh, he made the top four last time he was in this event, um, carried it well. But actually, he could do a bit of damage. And when we look at the table in a minute, we'll see that that hasn't quite transpired. He's been a little bit flat. He hasn't quite taken his opportunities. His scoring on the opening night was ridiculous, by the way. That six-all draw against Gary Anderson, James Wade threw six 180s. Don't think I've ever seen James Wade throw six 180s. He could be in the world final and he could go to the very last leg and I don't expect to see James Wade throw six 180s. Millions of 140s, yeah. but not six 180s. Um, and I, I, I thought, here we go. If he's going to start banging them in for fun as well, he's switching around a little bit more in his 19 and 18s a bit better as well. I even see him at one point deliberately leave double 16. I'm like, what is this man playing at? That's not James Wade <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, he, he's been a bit flat. One, one of the days was his birthday. Uh, and we know how much of a family man he is. It's also very close uh, to the date that we... Sadly, lost Eric Bristow previously, and James and Eric had a really, really good relationship as well. So I think maybe those things played on his mind a little bit. I don't want to go putting excuses into his mouth or anything. He hasn't come out and said any of that, but I think if you look around the dates a little bit more, that that may explain why he's a little bit flat. And actually, didn't expect to play. He rocked up on Sunday, expecting to be there overnight, away from the family, back on Monday morning, everybody else cracking on. Yeah. Thanks for playing video, tell him whatever else. I'll, I'll see you later. And now he's 30 grand better off, but hasn't practiced for the week. So a week at home, get back on the board and have a crack at it for the last four. And if it doesn't go very well, he's got an extra 30 grand in his back pocket and he can get to working on another <laughs> car, can't he? Yeah. Week, I'm oh, sorry, night three. Just putting that out there right now. For me, this was the best night of the five. All of these games. All of these had something. This this was personally my favourite of the five nights. First up, uh, MVG. M MVG Vintage, the 107 to beat Rob Cross. That was his highlight of the of the five days. Um, that Rob, Rob's played well and couldn't get near him. He was in one of those moods. But again, inconsistent from, from the green machine. Then... We're going to come on to this one. I'm not going to touch on Michael too much because we we, we expect that from him. However, the, the next one, game two, Dimitri Vandenberg, whitewashing. Go on, go on, Josh. I just want to go back to him. I just want to go back to MVG here. You say we expect it and all that sort of stuff. I mean, do we nowadays? Because this is my point, yeah. PB. Have we got back? How are we looking back too fondly into the two years that he dominated the sport between 16 to 18? Are we looking back and thinking that is the the, uh, the level that he must reach every single time? Because Phil Taylor didn't do that. 
you know, like he dominated the sport pretty much from what you'd say from the mid from the mid nineties through until the early two thousands, but and probably later than that. But there were th- years that he was off. There were years that he didn't really do much. Yeah, he made every world uh, yeah. championship final between in ninety four and oh seven, but there were years that he was off. And this is where I this is where I I, I think that people are being a bit too harsh on the green machine, if you want me to be brutally honest, because what we saw in 16 and 17, I don't think we will ever see the like ever again. I genuinely don't. And I think we I'm have to we'll like look him. at that from that prism. We just have to look at it through that I'm prism. Not saying, I'm not saying he'll dominate that again, but we saw spells last year, even when he was having an average year, like the UK Open run, and then the back end of the year, we saw big averages from him at the players yeah. and spells in the, in the Grand Prix and the Slam. So, look, I just think, yeah, yes, his bar is higher than everyone else's, what we expect. But I just think at the moment, there's a little bit of inconsistency there. Okay. I, I just think that we're in this position where I think people's perception of MVG dominating the sport and, and doing what he did, I just don't think we're going to see that very often anymore in darts. That's just my thought. No, fair enough. Uh, evening, Patrick, as well, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, right. Match number two. Dimitri Vandenberg whitewashing close friend Glenn Durrant and Job. Is this the lowest? Is this rock bottom for Glenn in terms of his PDC career being whitewashed on the Premier League stage? Um, in terms of on on stage and and that, yeah. And I think the issue is that, like we keep saying, there's nowhere to hide in this Premier League, especially with a condensed schedule. There's no week away, go and get yourself reset. There's no real time to work on it. And with it being bubbled as well, they're literally finishing their game, back up to their hotel room, thinking about it, going to sleep, trying to get a bit of practice in the next day, waking up, you're still in the same environment that's giving you four bad nights in a row or five bad nights in a row. And for me, it needs to do something extreme, but not with the throw or the equipment. It's got to be in the approach. Um, just shift of mentality. Everybody knows Glenn's struggling. Glenn knows more than anybody else that he's struggling. And the fact that he's talking about the fact that he's struggling just just means it's it's there and it's constant. And if there's no getting away with it, do something else. Go up and I don't know. Forget about the result. Forget, it's difficult to say. Just forget about the result. But every time you see him build up a leg or build up a bit of rhythm. The next time there's a single bad dart, the head's gone. The head's dropped again. Like you're just on this constant quest for perfection to get you out of this rut instead of accepting that you can just start building it back up. And the minute it doesn't quite go right, you start pushing and trying a little bit too more. And with his action, you just cannot push it too much. It's either there or it's not. Yeah, I'm going to drop something in here. I had a decent WhatsApp with Glenn today. Just just general chit-chat because I actually got on really well with him. And there's a video on Twitter. I'm not sure if I retweeted or not. If not, I'll go and retweet it. There was a clip side by side of him on his last Lakeside title and one from the Premier League. And and just watch them. And you can physically see the setting motion has always been there. But at the moment, he seems to be setting it further away. So the backswing is shorter. And it's more of a... The backswing looks rushed. So before you before you were going to say anything, for me all week, the backswing has, has looked rushed. 
and then he's pushing yeah, it I, a little bit more. It's almost as if he's... It, it's not diarrhea, but it's along the similar concept. I, I'm absolutely not about to suggest somebody's got that, because the minute somebody starts thinking that, they're in trouble. But it, it stems from a fear of missing, and that's what it is. You, you're eager to get rid of the dart, or then you start keeping hold of it for too long. And at the minute, Glenn is just trying to get the dart out of the hand as soon as possible, get the night over and done with. And I think that's why his darts yeah. are sitting so flat, because he's just pushing it out. I think the action that Glenn has, to get them to stand up the way they do, you have to roll your thumb over the back of the dart a little bit. And because he's pushing them out of the hand so much, that rolling isn't there. So there's no flicking of the back end of the barrel on the release that gives it that angle. And at that point, you're making it harder for yourself as well. Justin Pipe is at the complete opposite end of the spectrum of the fact that his darts lay down low. Yeah. But he's still got something to build on and work on. You can still hit that and stack in either direction. The minute they're going in bullet flat with no angle of entry whatsoever, completely horizontal to the board, you've got absolutely nothing to work with. And he's met, yeah, but the I fact say, that going into that angle means there's no, there's nothing for him to throw off. Like if you get one in the top of the the treble, if you like, when I started to learn the game a little bit more, when I live with Kyle, Kyle told me to throw at the flights, not the not the segment, because they're bigger. And if you hit the flight, it'll travel down the barrel and it will go in the segment underneath if your first dart is in. And Glenn just doesn't have that option. It is. Margin for error is so much smaller when your darts are going in flat. Yeah, I say, um, if I haven't retweeted it, I'll, after the show, I'll retweet it. But it's a really good video. Just the starting position of, it, of his set is way off at the moment. I think if he can correct that, I think it will help build confidence. Um, but... Um, in the chat room, someone says the defending champion ever been relegated. Mark, I don't think the defending champion has ever been relegated. I'll tell you what, you go and talk through the rest of the night and uh, all that, and I will go and answer that question. Some yeah, I, I don't Meanwhile, think Barney, might, Barney <laughs> might be the only one. I don't think uh, he got relegated, year? though. He won it 14. When he won it unexpectedly, 2014. He won it in 14, no, so maybe 15. Um, and then from there, Peter, God, Peter Wright winning the battle of the Scottish World World Cup champions. And to be fair, outplayed Gary in this game. Yeah, he did. And Gary's another one that's been a little bit up and down this week. Keep going back to the same lines from the World Championship. He promised us more practice, more effort. And in glimpses, it's there. And the consistency is starting to up it a bit more. And the fact that He's averaging 97, 98, and he's looking dreadful, if you like. It's not looking great at all, but he's still clawing those numbers out. means the minute it clicks, he'll do astronomical things once again. I firmly believe that. His ability is so, so good. And if he gets into some sort of rhythm, um, he can do absolute bits. Um, but, yeah, right, outplayed him on this evening. Um, a, a good return to form for a much-needed victory after the previous evening. Yeah, whilst we're talking about Gary Gobb, I don't like the dart setup. I don't like the reverse code that he's throwing. Um, I don't... Just watch him. I don't think they sit as well in the board. 
I think there's he's flicking a bit too much. There's, there's a lot more finger grip. It's a lot more uh, in-depth and, and middle finger if you like these two. When normally there'd be a lot more ring finger on the action as well. I don't think he's using that as much. He seems to be flicking them out um, a little bit more. And I'm not sure if that's the grip or, or just the way that he's throwing. Obviously, he, he messed around for a little bit and his absolute peak. And I'm not really sure why when he started going back to uh, the Dream Boy Phase 2s with the scallops. Um, and he tried that weird shorter dart that looks a little bit like Johnny Clayton's. I think I've got some. Yeah. Them, I don't know where they are. Um, and I, I'm not really sure note. why he ever tinkered. It was it was because of the glasses, wasn't it? And he needed a slightly shorter setup. And I think over time that's altered the grip a bit. Then he's had the injury as well. Um, obviously, practice a lot less. If he just stuck to the sets that won in the World Championships, as we say about his World Champion uh, World Cup partner, he'd be all right. Yeah. Just, then, to, say, right. Uh, just to answer that question. Just to answer that question. No. No defending champion has ever been relegated the previous year. Uh, sorry, the next year. Sorry, the previous year's champion has never been relegated the next year. But I think that might just about change this time round, there's no doubt. Uh, Bernie's asked a question about Philip Douglas. Uh, we will get to that, Bernie, when question time comes. So save your question for that. If you've got your question ready, we should be opening the chat room about 9.30-ish, BST. So, Bernie, don't yeah. worry. We will get to that question a little bit shortly. Yeah, then the last game of the night, Jose de Souza loses with 108 average to man of the moment, Johnny Clay, and with a nine along the way. And how ridiculously easy, Jar, did he make that nine look? It was just like he was poking him in the board for fun. I mean, it was like you couldn't get more middle of the bed if you tried. In particular, that double 12 was just literally middle of the bed. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was, the, it was one of the easier nine darters that I've ever seen. It was one of those that when he got to the one four one when he went back to back, I just thought, this is going. This is going. Um, look, I, I've got a confession to make, Philip, as well, about that one. I was off that night. I had the night off Hello. about that one. So I had to... So, I had to, uh, so uh, all I remember doing is, is just... I was uh, out, uh, you know, seeing my partner, and uh, I was like, oh. And I just saw again. I saw the chat room go mental. And I went, oh, what's happened here? Oh, no, I missed nine no, How lovely. It was an expletive that we can't say because it's not nine o'clock yet. Oh, have I missed a nine? <laughs> yes, correct. That was the correct that was the correct one, but I was trying to be I was trying to be nice. Uh but yeah, no, that was that Can was I go it. On about I, it I, 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 I'll be as well, by the way, that I made you then edit. Yeah, correct. Like <laughs> not only did you not only did you absolutely crucify me for missing a day, it was also the fact that the day that I was bloody editing the show. And reminded me every five <laughs> pissing minutes the fact that I'd missed an Idata. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Night number four. Again, this was this this was a good night. Again, Dimitri Vandenberg, Peter Wright, six all, really high quality game in in this one as well. Johnny Clayton beaten. The ferret does mm. lose. Um, Rob Cross this played really well in this game. Cross played yeah, this really is a well. Big one for Cross. Big big result this for Cross. Huge result this for Cross. Because now, look, I'm I'm of the opinion that looking at it, that seven points probably normally is normally makes you safe, right? I don't think seven points in this Premier League is going to keep you safe. But Rob Cross is on five points, three more points probably, 
and he's probably there or thereabouts. I think he's just about safe. To do that when you've had to have played Van Gerwen, Clayton, uh, Peter Snake bite right as well through that and started it and started the performance with uh, what did he play against? James Wade as well. And he's played Jose de Sousa. His next games are he starts off against Gary, fair. He's got de Sousa then, then Aspinall, then Durham. He's one win away, I think, from just about staying up. Yeah. However, game number three of night number four <laughs> will live long in the memory, but probably for all the wrong reasons. Um, six all draw between Jose and Nathan. We had a nine data from Jose. However, we had two Lovely. horrific miscounts. One on the, 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 the one on the nine was just, how can you not know what you're going for on a nine? Also, it's not just that though, is it? To, to, it's, it's backing also... up to, to, to actually check out the next leg is ridiculous yeah. as well. The score oh, the, not, the nine was stunning. Mind I think was it the second 180 was literally on a pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest gift has ever been created now. Is this God though the problem when soft tip players convert to steel tip? The fact that Jose in his own right is an amazing soft tip player, but you don't need to count as a soft tip player. The machine does it for you. Is this the massive downfall well, of it? It's not that you have to count. It isn't it, is it? Because it's not that you have to count anyway well, when you play steel tip. For you, aren't it? And also as well on Dark Connect, like you've got Dark Connect there, and also yeah, but also as well, like you've got the ones on Dark Connect. When you play on Dark Connect, you you can see your score, and in Steel Tip as well. All you need to do is ask the bloody marker. The marker's there for you. It's the checkout combinations, though. It's those little checkout cards that you get when you buy a new board from Winmar that's got uh, (laughs) little Richard face in the top corner. It used to be the unicorn one with Phil Taylor, Anastasia, and Barney thinking they're the men in black. Horrific marketing that one, but I still remember it. So actually, maybe it's pretty good. Um, look, I've, I've said this a few times about the season. I said it a few times in the week, and I, I'm gonna say it again. In the start, it was funny, it was amusing, it was okay. He's making the transition, and you can completely understand why. He's now a Grand Slam champion, and he's playing in the Premier League. This is a serious opportunity for somebody who is approaching 50 to make a lot of money in a short space of time in in a sport that he might not be playing in, in five, 10 years. All right, we've seen a few players go into their 60s and whatever, but that can drop off pretty quickly. You look at the likes of Terry Jenkins, Ronnie Hybrex, they're two that reached that sort of age and just disappeared. They rode off into the sunset, lost their card, and were, were never seen again. I'm not suggesting Jose is going to do that anytime soon. But at the same time, it hasn't really hurt him before until this event. And he's made two miscounts that have cost him two legs that have then gone on to cost him two points. Yeah. In in the armor equations. Yeah. And now he has to learn. If If I'm in his team, I'm around him. Every opportunity I get, I'm just going to shout a random combination or a random checkout below 170 at him and ask him how to check it out. And just constantly for a couple of weeks, you don't even have to count. You just have to remember the combinations. I mean, Malachi makes a very good point. It's not Oxford University mathematics. 
He's right. It's basically some traction. And in his player profile for the event, he lists maths as his favourite subject at school. I think somebody's taking off. <laughs> do we think? Do we think that? that I think somebody think in the marketing team has had a bit of a joke with him there. Yes. He's called this will be funny because uh, I can't see it. But like in his in his other job, he's a kitchen fitter. Like he has to measure things. I, I dread to think how many offcuts of wood and, and <laughs> stuff he's got lying around that he just hasn't measured properly. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the state of that? Be incredible. <laughs> oh dearie man but, yeah, so, like, uh, but no do you know what though is, other soccer Credit. players have made transitions and they've made it quicker Mikuru Suzuki is a world champion she can count mm. and like yeah. alright the officials cannot tell you what route to go but you can stand there he, he stops and has to work out himself right so he's already thrown his rhythm off then he tries to add it up then he gets it wrong if you're stopping anyway Ask the referee what's left, because that is what they can do. Just do it. And like I said, all you have to do is remember, once they tell you what's left, you just have to remember what you have to do after that. And that's the easy bit. If you can't add it up and then subtract it quick enough, you panic, you get flustered on stage and just start throwing in and guessing a little bit, that's where you're going to get in trouble. If you're not sure, ask the referee, because that's what they're there. Well, well, you say that. Ask most referees. (laughs) But, uh, I know where you're going with well, it, uh, Joe Cullen. Yes, yes, Joe Cullen will be watching going, yeah, I've probably not the best idea. Let's, uh, let's move um, on, though, very quickly. Um, Aspinall, I, wanted, I just want a very, very quick shout about Aspinall in this game. I thought, yeah, Joe says he's gave him the chances, but Aspinall took the chances. I thought this is absolutely yeah. superb from him, and he deserves credit for it, to be honest. just That was just a very, very quick step. God, then your boy bounced back. James beating Michael... Forget Michael being below par, because that's irrelevant. James was exceptional in this game. Yep. And uh, I wasn't on the daily show after this one, but I was the night before Thank with God. Jonathan Lee, and I absolutely called this the night before, and they offered to invite me back, and they didn't, funnily enough. No I wasn't on there, mate. Was well, I wasn't on there. That was Wednesday, you muppet, when you made me edit the oh, show. To had an uh, I, called, I called Lee and Cam out. Funny anyway, but yeah, <laughs> um, I, I said, <laughs> don't let facts Wade, he would bounce back. He had a, an unbeaten record against him the last Premier League campaign he was involved in, and it suited him. and He needed a response, and we got one, yeah, 100%. Then the last one again, Gary, fairly comfortable against Glenn 7 2. So, moving on, the final night of the block of five. In Milton Keynes, this was my favourite by by a country mile. My favourite night. Yeah, was my, this was excellent. Mine was three, but yeah, I look, they're, 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 they've all been decent. Um, mm. Johnny back to winning ways. I think Gary had the car running to get home. Um, <laughs> didn't, I thought the same. Didn't didn't look as if he particularly wanted to be on the stage. Like he just wanted to get home. Um, but but Johnny Johnny played really if well. He got, if he went back on, if he, if he got back early enough on the M1, he'd be able to get down back back down to his house by ten o'clock, back in his own bed. Car was running. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Peter Wright against Rob Cross. Right, we, we, we're gonna we're gonna touch on it now. Peter and the dark chains, what? the buying things. What the first time we'd seen them since the Cardiff 
Premier League two years ago. Yeah. Or, no, last year, sorry. Um, when he threw... Uh, in, was it last in, year? I think it was Cardiff last year. We were both there. I don't remember that one. It was certainly Cardiff. But yeah, I don't know. It was the last time we saw the the springy points, but he got away with it. Cross missed chances, didn't he? That's an issue. Yeah, Cross did miss chances. Could have wrapped up a point. Didn't. Um, Yeah. I just don't get it. He'd been so solid at the Super Series, steady enough at this Premier League as well. Okay, he swapped between the Diamonds and the World Championship darts for the last three nights. We know he was ill on Tuesday, uh, so you can pretty much write that one off. I just don't get why this change came about. Firstly, can we all agree that reflex points want binning? They are horrific. Dieter Hedman, if you're watching, sack him off. Peter Wright watching, sack them off. I think Anastasia's used them in the past. Sack them off. There's someone else on tour as well. Maybe Ed House used them at one point, but I don't think he does anymore. Sack them off. They're horrible. The concept that it leaves more room in the in the treble, pointless. The aesthetically, horrid. The margin on the point makes virtually no difference. Like, you're good enough to put them on a pinhead anyway. Right, bin them off, ban them, get rid of them, put them in the same conversation as Simon Whitlock's points that come into board. We don't want to see that crap. So I just don't get oh, why this change came about at all. It, it looks so good all week. <laughs> Cancel culture um, is here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Michael then drawing 6-all with the Asp. Is this a better, game, point this. For MB- better point for MBG than it was Aspinall, though? No. Absolutely not. Do you not think? Better if, point if you for- look at Aspinall no, because- on the stat sheet... Yes, if you look at Van Gogh and getting to six first, it's always a bigger point. For and the having two for the match. Six, six first. And having a two for the match as well. Look, yeah. I think this, if you were going to pick any game to go to the last leg, this was the one. Because the game in Cardiff, the one that you're thinking of, Barzi, Cardiff 2020, went to the last leg. Aspinall won 7-5. The game last year in Milton Keynes, 8-6 MBG. And now six all against uh, between the pair. So these two always go, you know, always go to a last leg. But let's not forget, MVG had two for the match. So if that if he doesn't if he takes that out, he's more than likely top of the league. Uh, no, he, he, no, he'd be one by he'd be one point off Clayton. Sorry, one leg away from Clayton. So this isn't a good. This is a good point because both of them were were scrapping and scrapping hard, but. This is a better point for Asp because it keeps him in that race there. It keeps him in the top four. MBG, once again, it's another point. Points make prizes eventually. But this is where I'm going to come to well, and talk about the table. That's not always true. I told the copper that once when he asked me what speed I was doing. He didn't find it funny. <laughs> I'm sure I probably got... I, I wish I could have said the same when we drove down to Exeter, eh, God? Um, but no, I just think... Yes. But I just, <laughs> I just think that, yes, uh, I just think that this is a better point for for Aspinall than MVG. So yeah, yeah. Then Durham against Wade. Look, the average is saying oh, it wasn't a great game. Let's let's gloss over yeah. it. And then the the, the no, last no, no, one. I, need to, I I got a comment for this one. It's 
I, I don't mean it's nasty, and I really, really don't want to kick Glenn when he's down because he's superb, and I know that sometimes he, he will sit and watch. After the rest of the performances that week, for me, this was the best chance to get a point on the board. And off Carl Wadey, averaging 90. Yes, all right, still very, very solid to beat. Glenn stuck in there early, picked up a couple of legs, struggled afterwards. And for me, this could have been the opportunity to get a point on the board. Yeah, and then in the last one, Jose deserved this victory. His performances yeah. up until not five were, were better than what his points tally suggested. Yeah, he almost threw it away, didn't he? Sweet Jesus. He did his best. Close. Exactly. Up until, Missing. up until the moment Jose hit the winning double in this match, I had a a big worry that he was going to be the Mensor Sulevich of this year's Premier League because his performances and his averages have been superb. I think Mensor didn't win a game in a year where he averaged around 100 for the tournament. Yeah, Mensor played really well. And horrid, by a win. horrid flashbacks that Jose was going to be Mensor in this situation, and that wins massive for him, but keeps the race to avoid relegation a little bit spicy. If, if Jose hadn't won this one, Big, big favourite to go down with Dozer. A win here tightens that gap and means the fixtures coming up, especially night six, huge. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. One point before we look at the the league table. Obviously, Friday was a very difficult day with Prince Philip obviously passing away. But it's a shame that Sky and the PDC weren't on the same page or didn't read the same memo. Because it was, a very, it was a very, very strange night. And look, the, the, the PDC, and probably rightfully so, and I completely get it, tried to dumb everything down to, to play it for, for what it was. And I've got no problem with that at all. But then you've got them trying to obviously mute everything. And you've Sky still pumping loud and huge sound effects over it. It was just a mismatch of what they were both trying to do. I, didn't I, memo, I, mean, no. I completely understand. No, I completely understand that sport is entertainment, and and that's what it is first and foremost. And we're already playing in incredibly difficult circumstances in comparison to normal stage darts. There's no crowd. There's no interactions. We haven't got that atmosphere, that buzz. It was it was virtually impossible to move Friday with TV schedules and everything else. I thought the PDC approached it rightly. If you're not, even if you're not a royalist, right? Just the respect on that day and the respect that will take place on Saturday with a lot of sporting events moving or being postponed from that 3 p.m. slot to allow to take place for the funeral to take place. Just the the opening, I thought Sky got bang on, right? There was a little bit of talk, and then they started playing all their videos, the tone of the conversations between the pundits and and Emma, and even the commentary, right? I'm not expecting them to sit there bland and, and not give it anything and not trying to entertain or, or not try and talk people through the game. We, we don't want people switching off, but I think there was a definitely a, a miscommunication because some of the, just, I think they had more fun and it was more laid back from Sky than any of the other four nights. I don't remember them 
laughing or, or messing around or making as many jokes as they did on any of the before nights. I'm not sure if that's because we were looking for it, but it certainly sticks out a bit more that there was a bit more of that camaraderie between the Sky team on Friday when I thought perhaps yeah. there shouldn't have been. Just a yeah, quick one, because the... I've got to move it on. Just, just yeah, just, just quickly, if you if you're gonna go and get the table up, just a quick one around Friday. I thought that the opening from Sky, I didn't think it was actually that was that great. We should have had there should have been a moment of silence in front of maybe on the stage. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not exactly the biggest royalist. Anybody will, will, will tell you that for 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 love nor money. But I think that if you're going to do that, then having a a photo or a quick graphic of the sky in Milton Keynes is not the way to go. And it, for me, that just set the tone for the rest of the night. And like you say, I don't think that the, the, the conversations happened at the relevant levels. And I just think that it, 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 I'm with you to an extent, Gob, but I think that, I think like you talked about in sense of the way the pundits chatted, I thought was brilliant. I thought the way that Emma and, and Wayne set the scene was very, very good. I just don't think, I think the whole night was a bit of a mismatch. Do you, would it have been worth it moving Judgment Night back a night? I appreciate it might have been a bit difficult because they've got to get to Germany for a Super Series. Why, I don't know. Um, but I just, don't, I just didn't think it was that good. I just didn't think everything was that great. I guess TV and it being the day before the funeral would have made that just as difficult, if not more potentially on that that next Friday. Um, yeah, look, we we don't want to criticise everybody. We're pretty open when we say on the show, if we see something good from the PDC or Sky, we'll big them up. This is an instance where we think they could have done better. We don't want to sit here slating them all night, but it was just a bit of a mismatch to have no walk-on girl, uh, to have no dancers, no pyrotechnics, but still play the walk-ons the way they did and, and the crowd music, but then put the volume of the MC and um, the referees. It, it was just a, a, a mismatch mm-hmm. vibe yeah. that didn't really translate to, I think, what they could and should have been trying to get across in the evening by carrying on. Yeah, I mean, no, playing, bloody, play, playing Pharrell Williams happy as a last walk-on song after what happened. I mean, appreciate it. Some people don't care, like... You know, but some people do. You just think, hang on a minute, that don't work. Like, what are you going to play net what? Playing coming, just, just Prince Philip Love Pitbull or something. Is that why Jose would like to walk on to? I know you want, uh, you know, I know you want me. It just doesn't make sense. Right, let's get the league table up. Also, Sean McDonald is in the chat Ooh. room. Had the pleasure of spending a week down in the live league with Sean. Top lad, welcome along, buddy. He's quite clearly hey, not saying hello to me because he said good evening to all who have a short back and sides today. So, what have we done? Have I upset you? <laughs> it's lovely. And we have a mop on their hands. After five nights of action in Milton Keynes, Johnny Clayton, the Barrett, tops the Premier League table from Dimitri Vandenberg, Nathan Aspinall, and Michael Van Gerwen make up the top four. Right cross, Wade and Anderson, five to eight. Jose and Glenn in the bottom two. We'll start at the bottom because all lights are on judgment night. I think we're all in agreement. Well, Glenn gets relegated. However, he'll be relegated. He'll be relegated by. He'll be relegated on night seven. Let's not take the mick here. 
But who joins him? Unless something can truly happen. Go on, Gob. Do you are you going to tell you you stick with what you said on the podcast? You can tell Barzi hasn't listened to any of the dailies. I know he's been a busy man, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite, yeah, my favourite thing is is that go on, um, go on then, go on then, Gob. Tell, tell, tell Uncle Philip what you suggested about a certain world number two. Go on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm here for it. I openly declared. That because of the run of fixtures they have, I think James Wade is favourite to go down. But okay. should Michael lose on Monday, he is in danger of being dragged into a relegation scrap. You realise who he's got Monday, right? Yes. A man who had a record against him. Look, a week, a week away. Should the imag- unimaginable happen on Monday, right? And Glenn Durrett gets up off the canvas to put down the green machine in true Rocky fashion. A man who has one of the best records, head-to-head records against the green machine, known to man. Should he get back up off the canvas and land a big uppercut on him, Connor Ben style, in quick fashion after Saturday? Michael's in trouble. Anyway, now to sensible conversations about who's going to relegate. <laughs> yes, please. James Wade is heavy favourite to go down. The Wade D'Souza yeah, match. I we're we're going to look at fixtures in a minute. Wade D'Souza opens night six. Wade loses that. No, Cross Anderson does. Wade. Oh, <laughs> it, it's Wade D'Souza on night six, though. I'm not looking at him. It's yes. Wade D'Souza yeah, night six. Yeah. I'm sure it is. That is absolutely yeah. massive, given who James Wade has to face in his remaining three fixtures. Because for me, <laughs> they're the three most dangerous players in this field right now. Because once he gets past that game with D'Souza, James Wade then plays Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton, and Dimitri Vandenberg. I'll tell you the top who five. I think... I'll tell you who I think's in danger... And it could go down to judgment though. He's all aboard. I think the flying Scotsman's got problems. Well the big thing is that, isn't it? Yes. If he doesn't say, if he doesn't beat cross, cross. Six, then he follows that with Van Gerwen, Dimitri Vandenberg, Vandenberg. Nathan Ashton. Yeah. If he beats Cross, I think it's very much in Gary's hands, right? The fact that he's got to play, um, where is he? he's got to play Aspinall and Cross in those four yeah. fixtures. They're two players without being disrespectful. If you look at James Wade's run, the last three opponents James Wade has are three players that are capable of absolutely blowing you out of the water with 108 to 100 and whatever ridiculous average and can do it consistently over that period. I think Gary, in having to play cross and Aspinall, has got two games that could be a scrap, which means there's opportunities to pick up points, stay close, and then it's down to who holds your bottom or It's in his hands. If somebody goes and chucks 108 average at you, it's going to be very, very difficult for Gary Anderson to stay competitive. If Cross and Aspinall are throwing a 97-98 with a 40% chance success ratio on their double, Gary's going to get chances. 
especially the way he's scoring at the minute. I think that gives him the slight advantage over Wade. The biggest problem for me is that we haven't even talked about the Susie yet. I mean, okay, say for instance he doesn't beat Wadey. Okay, he's got he's got Dozer, and that should, and I stress the word should be a guaranteed two points. You look at what he's got, he's, he's got Van Gerwen. He finishes off against Peter Wright. If he don't beat James Wade on Monday, this, this judgment night could be done and dusted. I really think that because he's in trouble. If that's the case, because he because he, 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 he plays is. fantastically. I look, he has to beat Wadey. He has to beat Wadey. Otherwise, yeah, okay, he plays Dozer, but then he's got Van Gerwen exactly. and Wright, two of the last three world champions. A loss to Wadey is effectively null and voided by the fact he still has to play Glenn at the minute. I, I, yeah, I hate the fact Wade... that we're talking about Glenn as an absolute write-off and guaranteed two points, but at the minute, that's yes, the way the fixtures same. have gone. So, if he does lose to Wade, it's not the end of the world for him because by them playing Glenn and picking up two points as we expect him to at the minute, we're back to the same situation. And in that point... Jose's playing better darts than James Wade at the minute. And all right, has to play Michael and, and Snakebite. But at the minute, I'd rather play Michael than I would the likes of Johnny Clayton. And that's the difference in the run-ins. Well, this is an interesting one because Missy's asked in the, in the chat room um, who's got the highest average so far in the Premier League, as in, like, I presume the highest tournament average. And that is at the Fennet. Yes. So yeah. that is there. But I... I uh, I'm with you that I think Wadey's in trouble. But if he beats Jose, I think it's between one of them two, if you want me to be honest. Um, if Cross beats Gando, I think Gando may get dragged into it. But you look at the state of that table, lads. The top, far, the top nine are separated by three points. Second to ninth are separated by two points. Oh, yeah. No, it's, this it's, is the it's, moment it's, it's where, you have to get, you, where you have to get a run going. You have to have that run going this, this week. If, if there's one week that you turn up, it's this week. You have to turn up this week. Yes. Well, that is the Premier League. We've looked back on the first five nights at MK. Um, amazing bits in the chat room all about the Premier League. Absolutely superb from you all. Keep them coming because we know the chat room is going to light up like a Christmas tree very shortly when we open up the <laughs> chat room. But from there, some more good news this week, gentlemen. We have a World Series event. Copenhagen is going yes. to take place in September. <laughs> um, Gary, uh, Gary? Barry made sure of that one. Yeah, yeah, because they're probably paying a king's ransom. Correct. It's like when it's like um, you know. I mean, this is the, this is the question. You know, I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed that if Barry's been talking about Iceland as well, I'm surprised. That they, well, I, I say I'm surprised. Do we think that? Iceland may be on a Euro Tour rotor for 2021 and may, if the if it goes well, could be flicked into 2022 as well for the work for the World I, Series. I think we'll see a Euro Tour in Iceland either this year or next year, depending on restrictions and, and everything like that. I think no I think we'll see a lot in Gibraltar and Germany just because it's easy. For however oh. many Euro tours this year, but I I fully get expect to, to see Iceland. Get me, get me to Jib now. 
Yeah, I, look, I, I think we'll see Iceland on that thing. Um, but the World Series finals will take place in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. But, well, at, at the moment, Holland's obviously not in a great position. Um, listening on, on Twitter to um, Peter and people like that, that their lockdown has just been extended. So, you never know, that might get moved. But at the moment, it's in it's in Amsterdam. Um, It'd be great if we can get there. The Nordic Darts Masters. Do we think they will keep the same lineup as last year? Because that's what was said on the original release when they were postponed last year. Uh, no. Do not. No. I'm still trying to make a supermarket so. pun. I'm not going to lie. Um, after using this, <laughs> there's got there's got to be an Audi or a Tesco joke in there somewhere. I just can't find it. Um, it would be not dangerous, but it would be brave of the PDC to go back on their word if that was what was in the initial release. Yeah, sorry, but the PDC have ever gone back on their I... word before, God. Well. The thing is, well, the thing I'll be most disappointed in, right, is if they do go back on their word, the players then take to social media to voice their displeasure, and then they get done by the DRA. Because that is a situation I can absolutely see happening, and it would be completely caused by the PDC. Especially knowing some of the field. They're quite vocal. I'm surprised that a certain certain other player uh, hasn't been done yet by the DRA. For what they posted on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, the, 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 all I'll say. The reason I say that go is on, go on. The, the top four looked very different when they announced the 2020 World Series. Yes. And there was also a certain queen on the list. So this is where I come into it, right? In, in the sense of. Do remember when Barzi remember back to pre-COVID days how halcyon they were and we were in Cardiff and a certain ferret got mullered by a buddy boy and yep. remember the questions that you and I both asked him on that week on that night about the World Series and missing out on Copenhagen, right? Just you think Look, about let's, let's we know Michael Smith in 2020 wasn't down to play any World Series event. Bar Germany. Which wasn't even guaranteed to happen. He wasn't going to America. He wasn't going to Australia or New Zealand. And he was not happy. So, because of that, if we see that displeasure again, I just don't know. But the thing is, and this isn't me being disrespectful to Fallon, when I say that since the World Championships, we haven't seen her in a PDC event. Because, well, apart from the Premier League, obviously. We saw it at the UK Open as well, and, and she did. She, she made the first round of that. Um, but we haven't really seen her win. A, we haven't seen her win a game on television since the World Championship, and so that's the, my only problem. And well, look, that's, she that's played in the I'm World Series finals. Yeah, about to say she played. She played in the World Series finals last year. Um, I don't know whether that counts for it. Um, but at the same time, though, we all know that Fallon's marketable. Regardless of what you might think of her and what you might think of uh, the, the debate between Lisa Ashton and Fallon Cherrick and Makira Suzuki, 
Fallon is marketable. And the PDC want to get bums on seats, especially in a, in a country that this would be the first... Uh, first World Series. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've first, done a first World Series. Yeah, so this would be the first World Series there. So they want to get bums on seats. Fallon Sherrick gets bums on seats. No matter what you might think of her as a, player, a person or a player, she gets bums on seats. So I think the PDC would probably go with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just interested that the bubble has been popped. When the contenders first came around as a concept, as an idea, fantastic. People loved it. Second year at the start looked okay. When Luke Humphreys beat Gary Anderson in Exeter, the contenders was one of the mm. best things since sliced bread. Six weeks later, COVID puts a stop to the Premier League. We eventually resumed behind closed doors. And it's a payday for two players to go up and, and chuck 86 averages or, or, or something not very good in that instance. The concern for me is that COVID has, has meant that we've missed out on seeing her in the US this year and, and the other World Series events that Fallon was meant to take place in. And that fascination around her being the first woman to win at the PDC World Championships has dipped a little. We've then gone on to see Lisa Ashton throw a record TV average for uh, a female player at the UK yes. Open. Yes. And continue to fight to keep her tour card. There will be more debate. So the whether we need to see Fallon in these events. But well, I'll tell you something. Can I go back? I'll tell you this. I go back to I'll, I'll tell you this. Interview. Yeah, go on, go on, Barzi. I go back to Uncle Barry's interview after the world, after it was announced that she was going to play in New York. They then put her in all of it, and Barry's exact words were: "The TV broadcast wants her. The TV broadcasters are paying. The TV broadcasters get what they want." Not for the Premier League this year, they didn't. Yes, yes, to take it, so a lot will come now, down to broadcasters, and those words come out of Barry's mouth. Now, the big question for me, the big takeaway I've got is that we know a certain female tennis player that resides in the US, obviously caught hold of that fire during the World Series, sorry, during the World Championships of 2020. Would a certain Billie Jean King make her way to the darts if Fallon Sherrick wasn't playing? And you get that mainstream exposure. It's the same way I, I liken that to wrestling when Vince McMahon goes all out in WrestleMania. Yeah, you see the big stars and yeah, you look at matches and go, well, why the hell are they involved in it? Or why the hell is this celebrity in there? But it's that crossover, it's that mainstream in order to get the mainstream exposure that they want. So I, I expect Fallon to be playing in New York. Whether she goes over to Australia, that's another issue entirely. I don't think she will. And Malachi, Va Van Barneveld for the World Series events? No, absolutely not. Although, to be fair, it's an exhibition. The second word is off. All I'll say is, is that... Oh, <laughs> Bob, actually, no. Bob, fill, in, fill in the blank. The, the word, the world, the world Series, though, Gob, is an exhibition. You might actually turn up for that. Ooh, let, let's not open that wormhole. 
shall we? Come on, Marzi, come moving on. swiftly come on. on before Jara says, no, I don't remember of our chat room once again. <laughs> all I'll say is, is that, all I'll say is, is this, all I'll say is, is this, I don't, I can't see how they can keep the same, um, how they can keep the same thing, how they can keep the same lineup. I just don't think they can. And on a very, very serious note, if Raymond Van Barneveld does want to go over and play, and the, the broadcasters all want him because it's Barney, how it works. <laughs> Patrick's just put in there saying, World Series of Darts finals, Barney will play as a Dutch qualifier. Yep, you know exactly how it works. <laughs> yes, Patrick, yes. To be fair, you, you boys have missed another glaring point, but I thought I'd give you the opportunity to work out, but you obviously haven't. When these were announced, the said Iceman wasn't in the top four, so it wasn't a guaranteed pick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Good point, well made. <laughs> well, I completely forgot I mean, that. I really was doing around with the like so, you know. Hang on, wasn't he what, not world number three? No, it was MVG. Before the second slam, wasn't it? It was um, MVG, no, right, Cross, Smith. Or whatever it was, he he wasn't in them all. No, because it well, no, because they that because Price had put it into world number three, didn't he? It was Anderson who who came in for Smith at world number four. Cross would drop that, didn't he? No, because no, was... yeah, no, I might be wrong. No, Cross, yeah, Cross was, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my point, my fault. Yeah, yeah. When, when it was all announced, he, Price wasn't in the four. Anyway, give it. Uh, moving Henry, on. Henry makes a good. Henry makes a good point. When will Torre Molinos be added to the World Series? Yeah, good. Like to see that. It's got a nice show. Yeah, all aboard the Torre Molinos nice train. Um, Barry has come out this week and said he's prepared to work with the amateur side of the game for the Grand Slam and thinks there will be amateur participation. Thinks it's most yeah. likely to be the WDF and they're prepared to help them if they admit they're the amateur side. We all know Torre Molinos is... The mecca of darts. It is where all the professionals go. They'll never admit that they're amateur side, so they won't be involved. Sorry. <laughs> Mind you, but, but before we, before we move cousin. on, but before we move on, I love Uncle Barry as well. But what about the own goal on his um, location settings on Twitter? Fuzzy. <laughs> Don't think anybody was, actually was noticed it, was that he, uh, his, his, on the thread. Was that was he, oh, no, was he in a certain Caribbean Was it was he in a Caribbean oh, they, they, island? Was he Barzi? People asking him how how his vitamin D levels were. <laughs> <laughs> I think didn't the didn't the, didn't a certain organisation give? Oh no, hang on a minute, can't do that. Can't do that one. Quick, moving um, on. Right from there, some big news broke last weekend. We've been championing this championing this for a while. The world seniors. We are finally. The goat is back. We are not, finally is he? going He's already to playing. See... He's already playing in the Premier League. We are mate. finally going to see some some senior darts, gentlemen, and I'm excited by this. I'm not even going to hide the fact that I love this concept. I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I am in big trouble. In big trouble, and I don't <laughs> want to be in big trouble. It's never stopped you before. So. <laughs> well, all I'll say on this one, uh, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Gob. I appreciate who are where our bread is buttered, in particular to a certain live league. 
and also a certain company that are sponsoring this event and making this event who uh, who are giving us the opportunity to do so. So I am going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Got you. You can take this one, mate. Look, this is this concept has been banded about for years. Pretty much since Phil Taylor was on his farewell tour final year, it was what do we do now? There's enough of the old guard about that still do exhibitions that can still play to a reasonable standard. We saw the creation of the Snooker Legends series with Jason Francis, who is on board with this new series as well. Um, it, it, it's just been a long time coming. And we saw, was it Satanta try something similar before? There yeah. was a broadcaster that tried something very, yeah, very similar. It, it fell on its ass. But I just think Phil is a very, very big draw to the world of darts still. He's still brought up in lots and lots of conversations and people still want to see him play along with the other players that are already on board. Um, well, it's just going to be superb. It's Martin Adams, Wayne Warren, um, Mar um, Della, John Lowe. This is like proper Richie Burnett as well. This is This yeah. is brilliant. And not just that, but obviously, a lot of people talking about the interview that I did with Phil the other day, and he speaks about it. If this goes right, and can they can build this, Gary Anderson, Simon Whitlock, Peter Wright, all Jersey over the age Steve of 50. Eason. This could be yeah. absolutely brilliant within it's, a couple of years. It's on the series tour, it's like the seniors tour in golf, isn't it? It's like the seniors tour in golf. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's that it's that same aspect of it, isn't it? Like it's a place where you play, you you do your time in the professional game, and then you go and play. It's like it's just another way of getting exhibition money for players who are very very good. Like it, you know, what uh, people can moan about it all they like and say whatever they like about it, but it's not a perfect, you know, it's not a professional game. It's not you know and all that sort of stuff. It, it, it's a way of selling out legends and all that and you know in terms of selling out halls and arenas for legends and no matter what you may think of them and yeah they may be throwing a 70 75 80 average some of them because that's what happens to players over time people will still pay the money to go and watch them because they're that bigger names oh, to the sport 100%. you were telling me you wouldn't want to go and see you wouldn't want to go and see colin lloyd again you're telling me that barney Please. when he eventually retires for a second time do you know what i mean like Taylor, um, again, I, I, you know, I won't say anything more. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as positive as I can here, Barzi. Uh, <laughs> no, but you look at, yeah, you look, you, you look at the likes of golf. Is the yeah, like you say, you look at the likes of Golf is absolutely the perfect sport to parity because it already has a fully fledged seniors tour, and there's so much viewership of that already. And the thing is, like, even if the standard of this doesn't quite reach it, and they're still throwing. They're throwing 70s, 80s averages, the things you'd expect to see perhaps on, on a county B stage or, or around that good level of Super League. You're still going to watch it. There are still going to be moments of sheer brilliance from guys that haven't lost it. And they're not coming back just to put on a TV show for people or however it's going to be presented. These guys are cutthroat former world champions of this sport that all still have the absolute desire 
to go and win. These guys will be back on the practice board. We've literally just put a new lease of life into some of the most successful dart players that have ever picked up a dart. The Modus Live League at the minute has shown that there is a palette in the world for people to watch more darts. The main questions we ever get about Q School and Pro Tour is, can I watch this? Where can I see it? People want to see this. Technology allows us to bring it in. There's, there's a desire for this. It's been one of the most hotly talked about additions to professional darts in the last 15 to 20 years. The only other thing you could possibly say has been more talked about than the addition of a Legends or Seniors Tour has been a Ryder Cup style event. And even then, I think yeah. this trumps it. Yeah, no, look, I, I I absolutely love it. And could you imagine? Look, I know they're all good, but if the if the ta- if the final was Taylor v Martin Adams, oh my days! How By good the way, that people be? are saying in the chat room. Sorry, I was going to say people are saying in the chat room, like, do do I even like darts? I'm, I I sound like I'm down on it all the time. No, it's just my dry sense of humour. I, I I should stress that. But like, <laughs> and he's from Birmingham, <laughs> so he's a miserable sod. That's very true. To be fair, no one really wants to be from Birmingham unless no one no one wants to be from Birmingham unless we have to be. So so there's there's a definite point on that as well. Um, the thing is, is that look, I I am also very much a realist. I mean, look. That there are aspects of some things about the game that I don't particularly like. Um, there are aspects that I do, but I, I'm not one of those that will definitely be be, be crying and saying, uh, uh, crying for the rooftops and saying that everything that everybody does is absolutely brilliant because it just isn't. You have to be brutally honest about these sorts of things. Do I think that the the, 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 the seniors tour could work? Absolutely, but you have to make sure that you have those big draws in. You have to have the big draw. And Taylor is still a big draw. Um, as you know, so you have to, so to get him on board is absolutely huge for this in order to try to take this off. And people are saying about the TV coverage and whether people will watch it. Barzi, forgive me if I'm thinking this. The TV coverage, I don't think particularly would matter as much, I don't think. It's all about whether they can sell out the venues that they want to play in. It's like exhibitions, isn't it? Really, uh, I, th- I think the TV. I think the TV coverage is important as well, but it, it's both. It's obviously selling out the tickets for the event, and also having good coverage as well. If you, if you can put the two together, you're onto a winner. Yes, and but it would be, and it would just be like the storylines like, like, like that will come from this are twofold as well. The storylines that will come from this are twofold because you can literally go back down memory lane and talk about previous encounters between virtually the entire field. They're going to crop up at times, but also the matches we're going to be treated to. A lot of people are suggesting different matchups at the minute. We've seen Martin Adams do absolute bits in the live league over the last couple of weeks. We've seen Phil Taylor play in various exhibition games over the last 18 months. Um, the Barney won, the Fallon. Did he play Makura as well? Um, yeah. Richie Bunner averaged Exactly. These guys are not they're not just gonna give up. They're not gonna come in and throw 40 averages, right? I'm I'm not gonna turn up and be in contention to win this event. These guys are still gonna be absolutely superb. Yes, there will be the odd bad leg in there, but you're gonna get that. You get that on the PDC for Christ's sake, you get that on the Pro Tour. 
Yeah. Hmm. 100%. Q school. Well, gentlemen, it's that time. You know what we're going to open up? The chat room is open. Question time Question it is. Time. It is that time where we go into free for all. And guys, get your questions in. I know the chat room has been absolutely electric so far tonight. And remember, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't, because at the start of play, we were so close to the 8K subs mark. So can you get us there by the end of play? But gentlemen, as they come in, let's start. Pick away. Yeah, I tell you what, the, the, you know, as we're talking about um, Philip, Philip Douglas, this is a question from Bernie earlier on the night when we said that, will Philip Douglas make the UK Open again? And look, if he plays the way that he can, I've got no doubt that he could easily make a UK Open and will he ride as UK Open qualifier? Because he is still... But would you say, Barzi, that he is still probably top? Top 16 and a push, maybe? I, th- I think he'd still be top 16. I, I think he'd yeah, still be so, top 16. So that's where I... So I think that Phil, on a on a given day, Phil Taylor could be a... a, a well, could get through a UK Open qualifier. That's my thing. My only, my only worry is where are they going to do these qualifiers? Because... Rileys don't seem to be in a good situation when you hear up and down the country on darts forums that all the old Rileys buildings have been sold off and, and whatever. I'm not sure how many of them are going to actually come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick question here. Uh, Bob Bob talks about this one, Barzi, probably for you. What are the players playing for in the Modus Online League? What are they playing for? What is the actual thing that, that eventually is going to happen with the Modus Online League? Uh, genuinely, I don't know what they're playing for. Um, that's between them and their, what they've arranged. I, I don't know. Um, no, 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 I don't need to know. That's between the players and management. So I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Fair. Um, Henry, how likely could it be that Gibraltar hosts a PDC major event this year, especially with travel restrictions in other countries, potentially? Well, he's gone for the boxing. Do you know, I was going to say, I appreciate we've got Dublin currently for the World Grand Prix booked in the diary, gentlemen. Do we reckon that the World Grand Prix may be going to Jib? I don't see it. I don't see the Grand Prix I don't see the Grand Prix happening in the City West. Um, obviously, I know you've got friends over there as well, Jar. And again, they, there's no yeah. sign of them coming out of lockdown at the moment in terms of events. No. Um, and I, 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 I use football as a... the UK today, like, can we have a beer yet? Yeah, I look at the football, obviously, because the Euros this summer... So it looks like the Aviva is about to have their four games taken off them because the Irish government will not guarantee a crowd. And UEFA are saying, well, if you can't guarantee it, we're taking it off you. So I think that's the concern. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Jib could easily host a World Grand Prix, although well, it could be going to another for, matchroom venue. It worked, it worked for the boxing. Um, yeah, look... 
a lot will depend on what capacity we are at over here or what capacity they're at over there. And But yeah, could it? 100%. Uh, cross or Mardle? <laughs> that one from Paul. That's an interesting one. <laughs> Look, they're, both, they're both in the right, is the thing. Look, Wayne's doing his job. Wayne's paid to analyse and give opinions. No problem with that yeah. at all. Also, if a player isn't happy with what they hear, they've also got a right to say that. You see it in football all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, look, I, I haven't got an issue either. Footballers are soft. They never give a proper opinion. Don't give me that. They're all media trained. It's because they're media trained. Yeah. When you think about boxing, don't you? You, th- you look at boxing, and as soon as anything controversial said on Sky or anything like that, same with rugby, to be fair... You know, the, the, a lot of that cricket as well. Although, to be fair, no, probably not because they're all in bed. Conor Ben's in the weekend was amazing. <laughs> He's not really trained. Uh, definitely not. They are, but I just think combat um, sports have got a different mentality and they are, yes, they're media trained, but they're also taught to sell fights and sell 100%. matchups and, and sell tickets. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Danny asked, should the winner of the seniors be given a place in the 2022 Grand Slam? Intriguing. That's an intriguing thought, actually. But then again, though, that would mean that Barry has to... Yeah, but that means that Barry would have to actually be like, we're on board with this. Look, if it does numbers, he'll be on board. Snooker did the same. It's the same relationship. It is yeah. match room to Jason Francis and the snooker, and that exists. He's built it up. It's done well, and they get the odd seniors wild card into the worlds, or et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, early if it does numbers, it's still very much at a foundation level. If in two, three years, this is still palatable to people around the world, and they want to see it, and it keeps growing, and there's interest, and there's ways of having official rankings for the players and that sort of thing, which there will be, but then it has to virtually be open to people over a certain age, not just the former world champions, then yes, the PDC will 100% look to get on board of it. It's another string in their bow. It's another avenue and they will take it. Uh, Next one, Jamie. Surely the next new location for a World Series event will be South Africa. Well, not at this current rate, it bloody won't be. Um, we might not be there for another couple of years. Uh, certainly anybody who's, a, who's an egg-chasing fan like I am. Uh, oh, hello, Barzy. Hi. <laughs> Barzy? <laughs> oh, do we know something here, Jen? Do we know something, Barzy? I don't know anything, but I think it's on the radar. That's my opinion. I, I think South Africa is on the radar. The biggest, the biggest also, thing is, is that like, I was going to say really quickly. I don't think we'll be looking there for the next two years because, I mean, look, I'm an egg chasing fan as we all know, and the Lions tour is scheduled to go ahead in South Africa this year, but it'll probably be behind closed doors, or it won't be with fans from from Great Britain Ireland. So I don't think you'll see a World Series event going there until 2023, maybe four, because of the, the current situation there. Yeah, the, the other thing is logistically, it's perfect. Halfway. Halfway. Yeah. Exactly that, Bill. 
logistically, it's perfect. We're just half the world away. We snuck another Oasis reference in. We're back. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Gallagher's not even playing. Well, we get one in. <laughs> well, this is a question. Well, this is a question from Molly Soon. Speaking of the three of us, and this is a bit of a wider thing. I think the uh, this is an, a chat for the audience as well. Uh, now the restrictions are easing. Will the live lounge eventually involve all of you together in one room, or is it always going to be from home? Now this is a thing—a question more for the fans more than anything else. Would you like to see us in one room and doing it all together? Because I mean, I, look, I, I'd like it. I'd like to see Gob and Phil on a consistent basis every week and tell them that they're wrong straight to the face. Yeah, look, yes, yes, we have got plans to do it in the same room um, once we're allowed to to mingle and. Stuff, but then also the uh, the added pressure is wherever we do it needs to have acceptable internet so we can stream live to you guys because we don't want to do it and then wherever we are the internet is horrendous and we break up you can't hear us so yes there are plans but we need to make sure it's right so the quality stays. I tell you what, shall we shall we make a big promise, Bill? The next show after we hit 10K, should we do it live in the same room together? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brave. Brave. Get us to 10K then, guys, and we'll be in the same room together, and I'll be proving every single week to their faces why they're wrong at darts. It's great. I love it. Uh, well, still doesn't <laughs> I have control of the mics because no one else knows how to use the software. <laughs> 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 He's going to be directing in the same room as well as doing everything you have a else. Ginger, aren't you, Philip? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> CM Punk on it. Please. Uh, what a reference, by the way. Uh, Spiky Pilot asks, "How old are you three? Bet you haven't seen half the seniors play live." No, I mean, look, I, my senior events really are Wolfie, uh, Warren, Taylor. Um, Part if you decided to play in it, Barney. Yeah, I'm twenty. What am I? Oh no, I'm twenty six. Twenty six. I'm twenty seven in July. I'm the exception to the rule. I've seen them all play live. <laughs> you are ancient, so you know. Yes, we have to. Yeah, we have I, to have that. To be honest, I've, I've I've barely seen half the current tour play live. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm the exception. I've I've seen them all play live. Um, granted, like John Lowe was towards the back end of his career and stuff like that, but I still, yeah, I've I've seen him. Pete, Peter Wright says, "What ones? If you never hit ten k, don't worry, Pete. We will. We're close. We're getting there." Also, I was just going to say very very quickly as well. Missy asked about us going to Amsterdam if the restrictions are allowed. Absolutely, get me there. We meant to please. be there this year, John. We meant to be there this we year. Were. We were going to go to Amsterdam and Rotterdam. We, we were going to go to Amsterdam and literally have a day in Amsterdam before heading up to Rotterdam for the for the Premier League. I was really excited for that, but unfortunately, we couldn't do it. So, and then into Germany as well. Oh Christ! Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Uh, Missy, I don't know where I'm based in Holland you're from, but I went to Amsterdam two years ago for the World Series, and I stayed in the weirdest hotel, nice hotel, but weirdest hotel. There's only about. 10 minute cab drive from the venue, but the shower did it have red lights outside? Phil, <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll, I'll find a picture 
Kitchens in a big. I'll put it up on Twitter. The, the shower was just in the middle of the room in like a cylinder. <laughs> Honestly, it was like it was a nice hotel, but it was just the weirdest thing ever. That was probably no doubt um, featured on another website that has a similar colour scheme to ours. <laughs> 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 Please. Uh, um, yeah, so, yeah, if, if we can get there, then we will do. But Gob and I probably will go to I mean, Holland in 2022 for the one-dayers, I think. We'll probably head it, over to Holland them, and watch. I'll let, I'll let these two waffle a minute. I'm going to find this hotel because, genuinely, it was the weirdest room. Like, lovely well, hotel. Weird. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, then. You do that because, Gob, this is a question for you, actually. Uh, from Jeff, will the WDF eventually merge with Mad slash English Dart? He'd like to see all the amateurs get on the same page. That's what he said. So, do you think that you'll see that? Uh, I don't think so. I think Mad and WDF have pretty much the same aspirations for the amateur side of the game. It's just how they go about it. There, there are multiple avenues and aspects to Mad that haven't even been able to to come to fruition yet because of the pandemic. Um, and I think MAD's uh, collective agreement with, um, I always get the letters wrong around, but I'm going to say UKDA, the new, um, that's right. effectively the new county system management team who have done a fantastic job since their inception, by the way. Um, I think the merger with, with that pretty much rules out a MAD slash WDF merger which look I've, I've seen politics at work in April pool english english pool um there are literally about six or seven different rule sets in governing bodies and, and world championships if you like nowadays and god knows how many world champions there are that play on the the six foot green bays but um I'm just anxious that this will happen with darts, and I was very anxious when the when the conversation started to come about about multiple organisations popping up. Um, completely agree that moving away from the BDA regime was the right way to go, and somebody needed to come on board. Just wary, a little bit apprehensive that too many cooks spoil the broth. Moving, yeah, I totally agree. Um, think you think you're right. Oh, have you got have you got the hotel? Yeah, I've just I'm just going to drop the link in the chat room so people can open it up. And if you tell me if this is <laughs> the weirdest, well, people have been saying you've been staying at a brothel. That's the biggest problem. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, this isn't going well, Buzz. You're just ruining fucking question uh, link, time, so you can push your social, so you can push your personal social media a bit more. As Erka and thinks he's David Beckham, who, by the way, is better than Ryan Giggs. Next question. He's bloody not. He's bloody not. <laughs> you're all talk, you're both, anyone who thinks that's talking nonsense. Twitter's, for, Twitter's full of muppets. <laughs> let's, let's be honest about that. Right. right let's um, go back before we lose some of the is... questions. Oh, yeah. Dave, when will we is... see oh, yeah, that is... nice merch? We are love to show it. working on it. We are absolutely working on it. That is 100% the next step for us. Um, let the, the live league settle down a bit. Let, let's get the Premier League out of the way. 
as things start to open up a little bit more that gives us a few more options and then we promise you you all want it so much we will look at getting you i'll tell you what merch. i'll tell you what this is a genuine question this is one we just floated out on the air now and we've got 20 minutes so i'll keep it brief pb realistically for the match play could we get some stuff out there for people because yeah, there's not much starts in terms of that's what I mean. We've got a window after the Premier League to to sort some bits and bobs out. Look, I know we appreciate we keep saying we'll sort it, and we genuinely will. Um, but we just need to get the Premier League out of the way, and then there's a nice little window for us to get stuff sorted. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's more down to cost for you guys um, because we could do it now, but we don't want people paying through the nose for stuff is the thing. So we've got yes. to search the right suppliers and stuff like that to get it done. Yeah, we don't we don't want you paying ridiculous money for it. So that's that's the crucial thing. Uh, Mark, do you think Scotland will get a major tournament soon or ever? Well, no. might be funny. The Grand Prix, if you've ever been to the Grand Prix, look, I, look, I, 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 I'm, that's the one PDC venue I've never done is City West, and I'd love to do the City West at some stage, just to say I've been to it and I've done all of them. The big problem for me is that maybe the Slam is the only one I can think of that would potentially want to get moved. But Barzi, knowing, and my God now knows as well, um, from where we think it's going to go, that would be a permanent home for it. So that would be the only one that I could see moving. Although maybe they might move the players... Well, maybe they might move the players, but that then would take away from the strain of mine head. I just don't know. No, no, the players Uh, won't need mine head. Um, It's cold, it's miserable, and that's just the people. It's not going to Scotland. (laughs) 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 I'm joking. Scotland's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, wow. All I'll say is, is that I can't wait to go to Edinburgh G for the Lions game. Can't wait for a bit of egg chasing <laughs> up in Edinburgh. Yeah. I, think the, I think the thing is with Scotland, though, it's a lack of venues is the option because you've got the Hydro, obviously, in Glasgow, but could you fill that night after night for the Grand Prix? I don't think so. The same well, as the maybe the, Bra- maybe the old... But no, but what about the old place in Aberdeen? What about the old place in Aberdeen? I, don't, I think it's shut. I don't think there's anything there anymore because of the new arena. Oh. Um, and I don't think there's anywhere else in Glasgow hmm. that's small enough to, to do it. So I, I think venues yeah. is, is the issue for, for, yeah. for tournaments in Scotland. The hydro works because it's a hmm. one-off night. It sells out. But would it week after yeah. week, or would it for a week? I don't think so. Same about, with all the Premier League uh, venues. They are, they are too big to host a major. What about those big... What about that? What about a couple of, like, hotel conference centres, like in Edinburgh, potentially? Possibly. That, that, that might be able to do it. But I just don't think... I think you're right. I don't think Glasgow can do it. I don't think there's, a, there's an arena there in Glasgow that can do it. Yeah. No, because um, the hydros are made it, too big for... A week tournament. Yeah. Nico, hi guys. Do you think Durant win a game in the Premier League or even get a draw? I'm not convinced. I hate to say it, but no, I'm with you. 
I, I can't see where the point comes from. That's the only thing. Like, he had his chance, I think, on Friday, as Gob said. And I just don't know where the next point's coming from. I don't want, like you said, I don't want to kick Price. Well, sorry, not Price. I don't want to kick Derrick when he's down. But I just, um, I just don't know. So God's honest truth. Yeah. Sean says, take it. Take the Masters back there. The M- M- MK is a matchroom venue. You're not, getting the Masters out of- You're not getting the Masters out of MK. <laughs> um, I saw one earlier. I don't know who it was from. Says, why there are World Series in Canada? I think it's due to a bit of political jargon because isn't each province in Canada runs separately or something like that? Um, I remember the CDC were having some issues um, for some of their events because of the, the travel and whatever. So I, I think it's just a little bit of internal politics. Might be wrong, but that's what I'm led to believe. Uh, a lot of people saying the hydro for the Masters. Look, it's too big. Well, I suppose the Masters is a three-day event. For anything bigger than a three-day event, you're going to struggle. But we've seen the atmosphere go flat at at big arenas for the Premier League, and they're just trying to sell out for one night and only get it for a year. Yeah. And and, and plus, MK's MK's going nowhere. And I'm not... for, For the things like... For the final session of the Masters... I'm not paying through the roof to sit absolutely miles back where I can't see it. Premier League, you don't mind. You're there for the atmosphere more than the darts, I think. For the Masters, yeah. I think you're genuinely there to see the competition and the, the amount it would cost to sit or to be in that arena to sit miles back to barely see it. I'm not sure it's, well, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think about it like, Gob, you know where in the top tier of Minehead, you know, if you get the bronze packages at Minehead, and how far up you are back from the stage there. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a way back, and you're there for three days if you're in the top tier of minor. I just don't think it, I think you're right well, in that sense. That's caveat um, by the fact you can disappear to uh, Reds or, or center stage for the various yes. other stages of the event. So you, you, you've got flexibility. It's only really that final session. So that's not the worst thing at Minehead, but somewhere like the SSE would be in trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, says, do you Jamie. Know? Well, I was just gonna say, just gonna say God, uh, just just a real quick one from Jamie talking about, for example, if someone tests positive at the start of the next Premier League action, are they removed in the PDC continue with just nine players? Absolutely. Yes. All the games yes. that are uh, played against them uh, are then voided. So that way, then it will be taken off the points, leg difference, everything like that, and it would just be one player that would get relegated alongside the player. That would be out of it. Sorry, God. Yeah, yeah. Barzi, go ahead. Paul says, lads, do you watch other um, online stuff? Um, yeah, look, I, I watch most art stuff. I, I'll flip around it all and I'll have it on. So, yeah, no, I watch a, watch a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah, Same I watch, here. I watch more YouTube than I do normal TV, unless it's Line of Duty or, or, or Sport on Sky or BT. It's pretty much YouTube all day, every day in... in my house and my brother, we look at some of the other UK content creators that aren't darts, but I, I do follow all the, the darts guys or the upcoming ones and a lot of golf YouTube channels as well, actually. Yeah, Daniel says, what region would you like to see have a new or World Series event? I, for me, we touched on it earlier, I'd love to see South Africa. Not for me, but you know, not, South Africa would be great, but the one place in the world I'd love to see it. Give me, give me chili any day of the week. 
my favourite country in the world. Absolutely love Chile. 100%. It's glorious. Santiago's absolutely excellent. Concepcion is brilliant. I'd love to see South America really kick off. Can you imagine a World Series, say, in like Brazil or Argentina? Do you know what I mean? It'd be incredible. But I'd love yeah. it if Chile would ever, if Chile ever produced a top player that could that could do bits, give me a, a, a World Series in Chile any day of the bloody week. Cool. You've got a Chilean grandparent. Um, we can shoehorn you in. <laughs> I ain't that good, mate. Please. I just, is, is he a bit cold? <laughs> I know it's like April and we've had snow about, but he's gone Iceland and Chile today. <laughs> I'd like it. I'd like Chile. Yeah, Chile's there. I've got God. it. God, where would you uh, like to Paddy see asked... Oh, did you say Sorry, God. My apologies. Where would I like to see one? Where would I like to see one? Um... To be fair, Russia wouldn't be too bad either, actually. Just for the pure Russia. Country. I was literally thinking that as I uh, befriended Dmitry Gorbanov on Facebook earlier. Yes, please. Ah. Well, Diogo's in the house as well. He's he's championing for Brazil. Good evening, mate. Hope you are well. <laughs> Hello, Diogo. <laughs> I'd like to say we're surprised by your suggestion, Diogo, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just all I'll say very quickly Americana. is that all I, yeah, please. Uh, all I say is that can we uh, can we all go for this? The Euro Tour must go to crack off in 2022. Please get me a Rataiski and get me a World Series in crack off or a Premier League night. That is all I want in life. Uh, want more of that? Yeah, um, this is an interesting though, one, actually. Like, after... I said, look, a lot of people are picking regions in Asia, and it's been to Asia before, and. There is a massive, massive difference in culture. And in terms of television coverage, it's not what we're used to in the UK. And it's not what a lot of the world are used to in seeing darts. And that's the difference between a German Euro Tour and an Asian um, World Series in terms of atmosphere and, and reaction from the crowd are absolute worlds apart. And I think 100%. that's an issue for taking it to Asia. Fantastic area in the world. They're producing some top, top quality players. And no doubt that will follow if they continue to produce it. The, the production line, if you like, of, of Chinese teenagers and kids that are learning to play the game at the minute is absolutely ridiculous. And they will take to it like they've taken to snooker and few sports recently. But in terms of putting on a big event there, it's a little bit more difficult. Just to say, uh, Missy's asked why crack off. Pure and simple. Cheap booze. Only reason why you want to go. Vodka. Lovely historical Vodka. city, but cheap but cheap booze. Please, pint, pint, a pint for a euro. More of that. More of that. Um, it, this is a serious question, actually. Uh, we were talking about the Germans just then. Andrew asked about, obviously, the German Super League kicks off not too long to wait. I think is it next Saturday, if memory says me correctly. Who's going to win that spot of the World Championships? No Clements, obviously, but who's it going to be? I wonder. Wasn't wasn't Clements in the original lineup, or have I misread it somewhere? I'm not sure, but Matt uh, Hop's there. I know he that was out for Hop, wasn't he? Um, at the minute, I cannot see past Martin Schindler. The way he performed the Q. Absolutely superb. He looks to have 
found his mojo once again and he didn't get a card in the end if I'm right but he's been playing on the pro tour as one of the first to come through that no he did no he got a card no he got a card sorry it was um the Rodriguez boys that have been doing it but yeah he, he looks superb uh, Hempel's a great shout um Marianovic maybe picked up a card but hasn't played since Kurtz I'm not sold on Nico at the minute there's been moments we'll where he's threatened to break through a couple of times and we're still yet to see him take that next step he won it last year didn't he yeah two years in a row he's won it two years in a row Uh, Paddy asks, this is a serious question actually. Paddy asks, do you think the PDC need to give more support to players getting online abuse? Um, this is a serious question. Uh, we'll end on what we've got a couple, time for a couple more after this. So just a quick one for me on this one. It, it's not just the PDC, it's social media companies in general. It's not just the PDC that can help. It's, it's social media companies need to be more stringent if you're going to try and actually stop this online abuse. I mean, you look at the state, I mean, Mardle's left Twitter now, apart from Twitter promotional stuff. Um, Jamie Lewis as well, he's deleting social media. I know another couple, you, you look at some football clubs have done the same. Look, the only way that you're going to tackle this abuse is if you make people sign up as who they are. That's just the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that you can't be doing anonymous accounts and all that sort of stuff. That's the uh, God's honest right. truth. There needs, to be, there needs to be some accountability. Like when you sign up to a bookie site or whatever, you need to be able to prove who you are and you need to be accountable yes. for 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 what's on there. So yeah, look, it's it's not just sporting companies or whatever, it's the, the social media companies themselves, like Jar said, need to sort something out. So everyone, if you're on a platform, you have to tick certain boxes and be verified who you actually are. And literally the only thing stopping social media platforms from doing this is their analytics. They're protecting yeah. the perceived number of, of active users that helps them charge more for marketing campaigns and the like. And it's a, it's a massive standoff that is morals versus money that we see a lot in, in modern society. And the more and more people that stand up against it, the more the more high profile people that stand up against it, the more likely we are to see it or something absolutely revolutionary just see a similar platform to Twitter emerge that professional sports people and, and celebrities use as a news stream to interact with fans where you have to give ID. If, if the current social media platforms aren't doing what people want, something will take their place. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I think we've got one time for one more before we have to close the chat room. And this is an interesting one talking about the Nordic and Baltic players that we would like to see at the Nordic Darts Masters this is from Daniel. Do me a favour on this one. I want one more. I, I, I want to see Magnus Karras there. I love seeing him every single bloody year at the World Cup. Give me Magnus Karras all the, all the time. I'm sure Per Lawson will be there as well. Um... I thought Larson will probably be there as well. Nielsen, the biggest player on planet Earth, he's even bigger than Bor than Clearmacker. Uh, there's loads of players I, I expect to see there. Who knows? We may even see like a sort of youngster coming through that we don't know about yet. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. 
Right. Is that it? Or we have for one more? Go on. Try um, Try it one more. Uh, oh, someone said Karras is sadly retired. That's a shame. Oh, no. I don't want to see that. So did Phil Taylor, Tom Lowe just... and Keith Deller. So, you know. And Raymond Van Barneveld. Uh, we could work out. Hey, don't you worry. <laughs> Before we get onto that, come on, one more question. Next person in, and we will answer, and then we will have to say good night. Who's going to get there? Who's going to get there? Who's going to get there? We have waffled for two hours. Of so, next one in. Oh, can I also no. point out? In fact, no, no. Garzik, have, have you seen this? That there, boys, says we have... That's the wrong way. Hit exactly <laughs> what is going on here. 8K. What are you doing? Eight. Thank you very, very much, you everybody. We have hit 8,000 subscribers. Thank you very, very, very much. Do you know what? Forget the question. That is such a great way to end the show tonight. So... Thank you very yeah. much. Oh, yeah, Chris. There we go. Chris, darts in the 2028 Olympics. Oh, a no, bit no. too soon, but I'd love I to see it. I would love it. I'd love to see There's, 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 there's more too much tape with this one. There's more red tape with yeah. this one. A, we're fully aware that darts has gone through a major image cleanup, but there are still things that need to be resolved with that. B, there needs to be an official governing body, which is the WDF and the BDO. It's not the PDC. They're, they're not a governing body as such that are recognised by um, the Olympic Federation. So that's very, very unlikely. The only other question we've missed, boys, is when's the live lounge next week? Because, again, the Premier League is on Monday. I don't Sunday. Think I do Sunday. I don't think I can do Sunday, unfortunately, because I'm getting my second vaccination. So I will be absolutely Donald Ducked after it. Um, do you want to do us? Uh, uh, would everybody be happy with a Saturday night live lounge? Because we haven't never done a Saturday night live lounge before. Oh, of course, oh, we've got live loads league. of live league, haven't we? Live league. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, God, I don't know. It would probably, be, it would probably be Sunday. It would just be these two waffling. Yeah, well... We'll, we'll we'll sort one out for God can you do Sunday? I can, but again it would it would be early evening. Early because we don't want a clash with line of duty. I know that sounds we horrible, do six show. We could do we could six, do six till eight. half seven, eight. Yeah. Yes. Well, six o'clock on Sunday, we will bring you a Premier League preview live lounge. Done. Yeah. There you are. We've, All right. sold, it. We've well, sold it. I might not be there. I might be knackered, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But everyone, I want to thank you so much. Absolute amazing show this evening. Chat room on fire. Thank you for getting us to 8K. Diogo said, first time watching, guys. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's you guys that um, made it. Henry said, ever need a replacement? Wink. Oh, there we are. Transfer windows open. Yeah. Um, Transfer window's open. I'm going to be gone, mate, for a week. So if you want to jump in, it's a bit um, of barsy. <laughs> yeah. But, guys, thank you very much from us all. We love doing the live lounge. We love the fact that you come along with us for the journey. 
So thank you very much. It's been an amazing Monday. I've been Phil Bars, as always, joined by Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood. Signing off for the night. It's been an amazing Monday, and we will see you on Sunday. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.